Women want to hear women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. Well, here we are. We've made it to the end of season one for Women Want to Hear Women. This is the podcast working to reclaim the narrative that women don't want to hear women. We've definitely shown that they do. And of course, men do as well. Now, before we get started, I want to share a quick story so you guys know just how special this moment really is. Cam song, Diane. She's the guest this week, by the way, was my favorite of the year. I was instantly obsessed, and so was basically everyone I knew. In my opinion, it's one of the best songs written in the past decade, and yet it couldn't get played on the radio. Now, I was already super disturbed by the lack of women on country radio, and I had been for years, but this sent me over the edge. The song and Cam's bravery and standing up for what's right in this industry is where so much of my inspiration to start this podcast came from, so... This is a really full circle moment, guys, having her as the guest for the season one finale. And that is why she is the last one. Now, this conversation is intense and does contain language because it's just real. So I don't really think anyone listening to this gets offended, but just a heads up. All right, here we go. Here we are, season one finale. And I literally could not have asked for a better guest. Welcome, Cam, to the podcast. So, you know, because I've told you like several times that you are one of the reasons that I was inspired to actually do something about this conversation. That means a lot. You have been. I was so excited when I saw this. I was like, oh, oh, my God. Somebody is just first off. I know it seems normal. Because I just stole your whole, I'm like, first no, off, let, go, me, girl. let me take the Tell fucking reins. You go. <laughs> but I feel like it seems normal. Once people say things out loud, then you go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. of course, that's normal. And now we're all talking about it. But people were not talking about it like last year. Yep. And then nobody was talking about it in like an official capacity. And still you could kind of argue nobody's really talking about it in an official capacity. It's kind of still taboo within yeah, the genre. But yeah. you are like, okay, let me just start a podcast kind of without asking anybody Mm -hmm. what it sounded like. Yep. And then, yeah. So when I first saw this come out and especially, man, to have Carrie Underwood say what she said, I mean, yeah. Like when you have women that are, you know, doing really well, have been in the industry for a long time because to be honest, those voices are louder. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women that have made it farther have made it in a in a world that's a little bit skewed and they sometimes don't realize how they've compromised on some things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they know and it hurts and they've had to live with that and carry that. And sometimes they don't even realize the times that they've put up with things that they shouldn't have had to put up with either. And they'll turn around and like say, well, you know, I made it right. So you can make it. And it's like, Oh man, we can't have any more of that. (laughs) Like I can't deal with that stuff anymore. Like, but I feel like there's a new generation vibe like millennials and younger are just like no not putting up with well it really does and that's what i'm noticing more and more like over the past i think we're on this is episode 25 so over the last i can't believe 25 i can't either honestly like when we first as i am right (laughs) exactly me too (laughs) sure (laughs) but i mean that is something that i notice, and i feel like more increasingly through the episodes and through this conversation becoming louder and louder as it did in 2018 Mm -hmm. like people have become more comfortable talking about it yeah and it's still not quite there obviously but like i think that 
I, I, I'm proud to be a part of this conversation in whatever yeah. way that I am. And I'm so thankful to you for inspiring so many people to oh, actually man. start talking about it. And like, I've always been curious because you, whenever people talk about this conversation, mm-hmm. you're one of the first names that always comes to mind and always is, I know, flip that hair, girl. <laughs> but you are like, and everybody always thinks of you, anybody that, any, I've had so many people reach out and do interviews with me, like whether it's within the industry or even like oh, Billboard. Yeah. I you passed know. your name around, girl. Yes, you sure did. And every single time they would always talk about you and you would be a part of that conversation. Oh. So when you first started, when was the moment that you first were like, I got to say something about this? You know, I think what happened to be honest, was when the first Me Too stuff came out, which was probably like a year ago now, I remember realizing that I, as an artist, you have contact with all sectors of the industry, Mm -hmm. basically, because it's, you know, you think of it as all these sectors are like fueling our career, right? And But if you turn around and look backwards, you actually have a real clear connection to radio promotion, labels, management, publicist, hair and makeup. I mean, whatever we see, we can see all of it. So we're actually like in a really unique position. And I realized, I hope, you know, I hope everybody's okay. Like, because people just, you're starting to understand how much women have gone through that they don't say out loud. So I started calling around to people and just sort of asking like, Hey, like, are you okay? Like what's, what's going on with you? You know? And cause women, you know, this too, like in behind closed doors, women will talk about all kinds of shit. Like, oh, yes. So, I mean, it's the stories are really incredibly painfully horrible. And I feel like a lot of people don't even remember until you start talking about it. That's like, true. Because yeah. you just kind of try and push down the things mm-hmm. that have happened because you're just trying to live in this reality where that's the truth. It's That's so serious and real. Yeah. And then there's people who feel like, man, like I should have spoken up back then. Because mm-hmm. then how many women have had to get handed the same stuff. Um, Like, man, that, the head of CBS stuff that just came out. Oh, God, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's 20 years of suppressing stories and Mm -hmm. information and truth. And this is, I I feel like transparency is a big thing for me. That's what I try to do in my business, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I try to be open about money and who's getting paid what. Because I think when you're secret about it, people can inherently be suspicious and assume something's going on and also if you can't explain it to people so that they understand something's probably wrong like Mm -hmm. and that took a while for me to understand too if there's something feeling weird to you and you're you know like old enough and smart enough to understand what's going on which you probably are something's wrong like if it feels wrong something's wrong Mm -hmm. and if if it feels weird and someone can't explain it to you so you can understand like they're doing something shady and that stuff is like an important thing to listen to in your gut. And I think a lot of times women are just like, ah, oh, just, you know, just roll with it. Don't jeopardize right. your position. Or you you're just be like, the what's cool even girl. happening? You gotta, oh yeah. my God, that thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you cool? Like, right. and that's, man, when I turned around and started asking people, because I, I always think of it as there's kind of like, there's a couple ways to slice this. There's the parts that are dangerous and there's a part about safety and harassment and like actually being too survive in a workplace without being you know abused and traumatized and all that kind of stuff and that's the dark 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 stuff and that part still is happening in label offices still is happening in radio stations still and this isn't one sector this is Mm -hmm. happening across all industries this isn't just music but music has this kind of 
relationship with, I don't know, like sex, drugs, rock and roll type thing. So I, and you know, kind of like, there's like a little mob mentality too with the, you know, the way we do business is like, Mm -hmm. there's a legacy of things being done in kind of dark corners. And that's where, especially the touring side of it. When I talk to women that work in touring, which are a very small minority, um, there are really scary stories and it's not really safe for them. And when you look at the way the laws are set up to protect people, because they're independent contractors, a lot of the laws set up to help make sure that people get treated fairly and equally don't apply. Right. So, and that also, you know, comes down to artists too. Like we don't really, there's not much real protection. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of like, and it's so interesting. Everybody does a lot of finger pointing about who's responsible because people will say, well, you know, for example, like the numbers that are so bad for women, you know, like engineering and Mm. producers, they go, well, the artists aren't hiring them. And I was like, you know, what's so funny is that a lot of artists don't even realize that they have the power to ask for XYZ. Yes. And so there's like a lot of learning about, you know, one, the safety, two, the empowering of women that are already in powerful positions that don't realize it and saying like, look, you can say what you want to say. You can talk about things. If something makes you uncomfortable, like this is your life and your career, mm-hmm. make sure you get what you need. Yeah. Live how you want to live. And then the the upper side of things like making sure that there's equal opportunities, mm-hmm. making sure that there is equal pay and those silent kind of barriers. And I'm saying silent, even though people say things straight to your face, which is kind of this weird blessing in country music. People will actually tell you like, we can't, we're going to have trouble getting you played because you're a woman. Like they right. say it to your face, which mm-hmm. is feel actually, to be honest, it feels normal to me now. And I hate that. Ah, isn't that it's, weird yeah, that I that feels it. normal? Oh my God. And when I say it to people outside of country music, they're like, oh, they like implied that. I'm like, no, no, no. Like they literally said, <laughs> said this it. is, yeah, like head of promotion, like said to me, like, this is going to be difficult. And by the way, like women don't like listening to other women. Women don't want to hear women. That's yeah, where this they whole don't thing started. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Diane, they don't like being reminded that they were cheated on. And I'm like, what? This is like every country song in the history of country music. is like Hello. pretty much about yes. cheating. And that they want to listen to men because women like to pretend that the men are their boyfriends. And that's like what women. Yeah. That's straight like, up been said to me too, that, that like men will tell me that you want to have them as their group boyfriend. And that's the only way that you, 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 you want to be able to fantasize about it. And I'm like, uh, no, thanks. No. And like, this picture is just like one, if a guy is telling you what women do and how women act or whatever, number one, don't listen. Yeah. Like, stop. That's not a thing anymore. Amen. You're not going to say that Two, If you decide to make a statement saying that women do, and then anything you insert there, we are like 52% of the population. There's no underlying commonality that is across all women. I'm sorry. There are too many of us. There's so many kinds of human beings on this earth. There's nothing, unfortunately or fortunately, that unites all people that, you know, have vaginas. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Even the vagina thing isn't uniting. So like how... Can you then, like anyone that starts to generalize in that way, like, and people that understand, like, in psychology, I come from a psychology background, Mm -hmm. like, statistically, it's so hard to associate gender with things for the same reason it's too big of a group. Mm -hmm. So whenever people start telling you women, women tend to, or women whatever, it's it's not real. It's not, and you just have to start questioning back to them and be like, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. What numbers do you have? And this is what the USC Annenberg study is they're going into all this stuff. They started with women in entertainment in Hollywood, 
they started looking at the numbers of like how just the real excuses that keep getting put up mm-hmm. because right now it's because of history and this isn't men's fault but right. men are in power positions mm-hmm. we don't have diverse leadership pretty much across the board mm-hmm. and so when these guys who are you know in control right now a lot of them don't they're not super villains yeah like there's yes there are a few guys that like and there are some some <laughs> fucked up shit happened to those guys because yeah. i don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. but most of them are well-meaning and if you ask them you're like are you here for women they're like yeah mm-hmm. and they want to help and they don't see a lot of this stuff because there's a lot of these middlemen too like and i want to name some of these people because they're so obnoxious they come up with these like pseudoscience numbers and like these fake trends and they're like, oh, women don't buy things. Right. Women artists don't sell alcohol when they're at shows. Women artists don't sell tickets in general. Women artists don't, whatever, all this stuff. And it's like these numbers, what's great about Annenberg's study is like they're really going through in methodical, scientific, yeah. you know, USC backed way. Well, and how so long they're have they been doing this? The research. Start, I mean, they started... I mean, I don't know when the lab started, but I feel like I started paying attention to the stuff coming out like about a year ago. Okay. And like, man, you can talk to her. She's been treated just as Stacey, yeah. like about um, the way people think she should be doing research and yeah. she's doing how she wants to do it and people are paying attention. And if, yeah, if you want numbers, which is the real thing mm-hmm. is like, let's look for truth right? and let's be transparent about it. And it's not about this is only true and country radio and these specific companies and this specific PD or whatever. It's like, no, this is a whole cultural thing that we have accidentally, women included, been re-serving up to ourselves again and again and again, buying into it. Mm -hmm. Like, And there's stuff that me and you, like we're sitting here being like, oh, we're so woke, whatever. Like (laughs) we don't get all the stuff. No. uh -uh. I'm trying not to swear too much. I think I already swore a couple times. No, please go, go. This is a season finale. Let's get it. But we fuck up, you know? And like we learn and this is what, this is what leadership is. Mm-hmm. You say, I'm here to make sure that it's right. Yeah. And that's what I felt like the Grammys got right mm-hmm. with try- with making that diversity and inclusion task force. Yes. It's amazing to be around these women that are trying really hard to understand the entire process. Which, by the way, if you don't know, Cam is a part of this. So yes. you're, yes, this is huge. Which is, it's a cool thing because a lot, you know, sometimes companies will do this and it's like a way to sort of brush off like, oh, we're going to look into it. Right. Which is, I'm really surprised we haven't had that happen in some of our country spheres yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, they put together a task force of women, which is headed by Tina Chen, who was Michelle Obama's chief of staff. And she also is a lawyer with the Time's Up she Legal Defense Fund. She is amazing. amazing. I, I was lucky enough to meet her when she was yeah, in here in Nashville. Yeah, we got to have a little dinner we and did. just kind of chat. It was so nice yeah. because I think those spaces are really safe for women to mm-hmm. start talking about stuff. And once you start letting some of this stuff out, you start realizing like, hey, like, especially when you have a diverse group of people that are making the decisions, mm-hmm. it helps inform everybody. And so when you see song lyrics, for example, that are sexist and that shouldn't have gone past anybody. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the guys that are in the room, they can't see it, you know? Right. And like, it's almost not even their fault. But if you had a woman there, she'd be like, oh, 
Yep. Hey guys, we can't say that. Well, you know, it's funny because like a couple weeks ago, Heather Morgan was in here mm-hmm. and she was telling a story about how she was just in a room that day riding with all of these men. And she was talking about how like they were bringing this stuff to the table to talk about women. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. like she's shutting that down. So I'm glad yeah. to hear, you know, that sometimes there are those situations. And I think it's so important to have Yeah. And have it's that. important to say it out loud. And I think that's something too, that I think everyone's so polite in country music yeah we don't want to call anybody out like Mm. i don't think that's in our nature right but you have to be critical with each other if you're going to move forward and you don't have to i mean trash someone you don't have to light Mm -hmm. them on fire but you can say like hey man we're we're not there we're past that and let me tell you why and that will get us farther and especially it's hard too because i think it's sort of this thing where like even especially other women will say things and you're like oh you know i don't want to I don't want to cut down my own kind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but not all solutions are equal and mm-hmm. not all ideas are great ideas. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not calling each other out, you know, it's going to be a group think scenario where like the first solution that comes along, everyone will go, oh, that's it. That's what's going to solve it for us. And then we're all going to jump on a bandwagon right off a cliff together. Yep. It's like, mm-hmm. that, it's not the way to do it. And I hope, I hope we start talking a little bit more about that. I think, I think like I'm saying, like the younger yeah. girls are definitely getting there mm-hmm. I think well and they're also and, and it's understandable but I think a lot of them are scared because they're right at the beginning of their career God, yeah. right and like they're because you're learning so much too by the way exactly. you have to be a smart businesswoman. Mm-hmm. you have to understand your money you gotta talk to your lawyer you gotta understand contracts and all these people coming at you being like first off fake is all get out they're like oh everything's great you're fantastic well that's Blow what i always think right because like you guys go around and you do these radio tours and everybody is just oh blowing God. smoke up your ass and the then entire you're time kind of fake back because you're like wait is this how we talk right exactly like, is this the culture like you're I just can't trying understand. to figure it out at the yeah. same time but then like you know it's all of this like we love you blah blah blah, and then they're not playing the song you know yeah. after oh, yeah. all that work i know that part i think there was a study that showed how for professors when they're getting rated by their students, women and minority, anyone belonging to a minority group will get rated harder. Even if you got better grades in that class, even if you like that class more, the comments and the ratings are worse, just like across the board. Whoa. And I think it's, be. I mean, like, okay, this is me going off on my own. This is not the study anymore. Yeah. But there's like pieces of that where I think have to do with what we think of women in country music too. It's like, you think of it traditionally as a men's, like a man's vocation. Mm-hmm. And so when a woman comes into it, same thing with like female personalities on air, right? So when they come in, you're judging them harsher because you're like, oh, can they live up to this expectation in my mind? Right. That isn't, and women do this to each other all the time too. And so if that kind of stuff is bleeding into how you rate your professor, I definitely think it could bleed into how people are, you know, those PPM meters and how people are rating songs when they're listening and mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's a girl, so I'm going to listen a little bit harder. Right. Is she good enough? Or, you know, this is a black man. Am I listen harder? Like, is yeah. he good enough? You know, like he's an outsider type thing. And all those biases, you have to look at all that stuff and say, and that's where I'm just hoping the recent stuff I saw, like I saw Johnny Chang talked about it, like out of Houston, like saying, you know, we got to look at how we're all playing into this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all playing into it together. And what are, what are each of us doing to contribute to this problem? And right. when you start looking at those real numbers and start asking yourself some hard questions, which you got to be asking yourself questions about race. If you're asking yourself questions about gender. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that stuff, you know, it's not, it's not something you have to be 
ashamed about that you'll never come back from. Like, that's what I think some people are so terrified of losing, like, power or reputation or whatever. And it's like, and we are in a, we are in a time now where, I don't know, it's kind of like amazing. Like, this is a random thought, but just like Offset showing up at Cardi B's set. (laughs) Which just happened. If you didn't see that, he showed up to her concert with like this giant, what, roses? Yes, to try and win her back. And, this is so this is her the father of her kid they Mm -hmm. were together they split up and then her whole team had to okay this by the way right for him to roll cakes out during the middle of her set she's working Mm -hmm. and he's decides to make a huge display like take me back and it's like the whole internet just like dragged him around being like man that's inappropriate Mm -hmm. like it's inappropriate to do that to that woman if a woman showed up on your stage with cakes and everything, take me back. You'd be like, she's a psycho. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so like, that's the, we're not doing like celebrity gossip in like, uh, let's talk about whoever just to feel better about ourselves type way. We're doing celebrity gossip now to like figure out what new moral space we live in, which right. is like, I am here for it. Yes. I am so into this. <laughs> it's like, and we're all learning. And that's the thing that I, I hope some of the people that are maybe afraid can just step into like, man, we are in this space of like, let's learn. Let's yeah. learn together. And also country music like is one of those spaces that it's, we've traditionally had, you know, leaders and artists that have believed all kinds of things, mm-hmm. have been progressive, have been conservative. And we're a space that no matter what, you take those ideas and you bring them into understandable language so we can talk to each other. Yeah, And that part is so important. Like I hate when people get all academic and you start using language or whatever that nobody understands. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can I be a part of that conversation if I don't understand what you're saying? Yeah. Or people that are so afraid of new ideas, they're like, don't even talk about it. I'm terrified. Okay, we got to find a middle ground of like, yep. guess what? We're all going to live through this conversation. And <laughs> I got to do this thing with Brene Brown and like, it was, I was so excited. It was called Together Live. And they're bringing together all these like badass chicks that have done all this amazing stuff in their lives, like um, the CMO of like Pepsi and stuff. Oh, wow. Like that. So yeah. they bring in all these women, and one of them was Brene Brown, who's this psychologist, and she's like a motivational speaker basically now. Her TED talk like went viral. And she was talking about how she goes into companies and talks to them about what's going to be next. What are the leaders of the next five years going to need? And she says basically, nobody knows the answer, mm-hmm. which is terrifying to them. But they're going to need to be brave because they're going to have to have conversations where like right now people are so afraid to have even a conversation about the gal who came in and her perfume is too like overwhelming for the Mm -hmm. rest of the office. Like, how are you going to have that conversation? Like, there's a lot of leaders that are not equipped to even have that conversation. Mm -hmm. They're terrified of like, you know, it's just a different type of culture that we're entering into. How are you going to have leaders that are willing to have difficult conversations? Mm -hmm. I'm totally quoting her right now, but just the being kind by being clear yeah. Like you're not helping anyone by like lying to them about their faults or things they could be better at. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Read her book. Well, and, and that, <laughs> the plug for Brene Brown right now. Hey, I, I'm definitely will. Dare but, to lead. I think is what it's called. Dare to lead. I think so. We'll now double check that. We'll put it in, in the, I'll in the re-edit notes. My voice. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, being a leader, it's something that you obviously are very much right now, always have been, but is it ever scary 
for you? Like, is it scary yeah. to have that pressure and how, how do you All the time. deal with it? Because also, I know there are a lot of people too that are listening that would love to be a leader and, and kind are. of be a part of this conversation, yeah. but maybe are scared. Like, oh what gosh. kind of advice do you have? Everybody's a leader. Right? Like, I think we've come into a really interesting space in the last like year. Like, I realized that me tweeting out something can now become a full-blown set of articles. Oh, yeah. And it was just all based around a couple tweets. Like, yeah. and that had nothing to do with me talking to those news outlets they're getting their news from you mm -hmm. which is like kind of amazing yeah that is isn't it <laughs> but also then you get the people who are afraid and they go look we can't say this won't negatively affect what's going on right with you and your career and blah 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 and the truth is like i have a lot of stuff i'd like to say and i don't i mm -hmm. filter i filter a lot yeah and you know especially the things that i think come from a place of anger mm -hmm. like i try really hard to say things in a way that's actually helpful and positive and that might sound like um i'm i'm not trying to avoid things because i do think you also have to say things clearly yeah and harshly sometimes so people understand it um but yeah anytime it's coming straight from anger like certain song lyrics that i think are offensive yeah i try not to go like straight for the throat of the person that just sang them well, and, well, and <laughs> which is hard to do the way that you approach things is is so important because like people won't hear you if you're saying it right. out of anger and you're saying but it also bitterly. then here's the thing like why aren't women allowed to be angry right and it's like so i think everybody's got to figure out how they feel good about it because whatever you say you got to stand behind it right because mm -hmm. people are gonna come after you whatever you say mm -hmm. so you have to own that for sure but yeah, I mean, it's tough. And also just like there are times when you have a rough day, a guy that you know that is now, you know, getting lauded as someone who is important and influential and a great respected person in this industry. And you know that they have been inappropriate mm -hmm. and abusive and horrible to other women. And you have to you're watching this shit go down. And that's happening in so many it places. It happens in so many places. Yeah. And like, that's why it sounds like I'm saying something that's like out of a fucking teen movie or yeah. something. But it's like, it really is real. Mm -hmm. Like this is most people's experiences. And I think a lot of men are learning this the more they're listening to this conversation. Mm -hmm. And honestly, me too. Like I had to sit down with my band after I had called around and sort of talked to different people about their experiences across, you know, touring, radio, whatever. Right. People in the label system, people, whatever. And I realized how bad it was. I sat down the band, which is all guys, but, mm -hmm. you know, Swedish. So they're like more feminist than I am. And they like correct <laughs> my pronouns. So we sit down and I'm like, you guys, not only it's we're not in the space of we can always be better, but we're not in the space of like, hey, I need to talk to you because this is inappropriate or whatever. But I need to talk to you because you need to understand what's going on on the other side of this yeah. and how bad it is because I need all of us to be to have our eyes open for women that are getting taken backstage to buses and getting passed around bands mm -hmm. and to, you know, like, and I'm not trying to turn your podcast super dark here, but like, no. that is what we're talking about, like yeah. safety issues. And then also you want to just be open to with like other artists where it's terrifying because some of them are walking into rooms and they're like young girls. And you're like, man, I hope, I hope you're okay. I hope someone's watching out for you. Right. Because they, like you said, like you asked around because a lot of people aren't asking. They're not yeah. thinking to ask or to make sure that these people yeah. are okay. Every, and, every woman in your life, like if you have women in your life, which you do, mm -hmm. if you're a man or a woman, like check in on them. Yeah. Like, and if you haven't heard a story, like they don't trust you. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, if people haven't told you, if you haven't heard something that makes you upset to your stomach, people do not trust you yep. because every like there's no way you can avoid it. And I'm not saying this to make people feel bummed. I'm saying it just to be like, that's how you heal is you like bring it out, you show it to the world, mm-hmm. we air it out. We say, you know what? We're going to fix this Yep, because we can. Once we can it's out there. It. Yeah, exactly. Then you can actually start approaching it and yeah. making sure it doesn't happen again. And also just the opposite, like when you're watching what's going on in Hollywood too, like besides the things that are so painful, the parts that are, they seem superficial, they're not superficial. The money part of it mm-hmm. is what's really important to talk about too, because people hit you up about, I worked with so-and-so, like, what do you think about this? You know, like that just happened with Casey the other day. Like, what do you think of this person that you worked with? And all that transparency is so important, especially between women, because we're getting treated differently and it gets hidden a lot. Yep. And that, that's the thing that I just want. I want people are like, man, so many careers have gotten derailed since the nineties, which by the way, women were never in the majority. Right. We were never on top. I like, know that I hear that all the time. People saying that women yeah. were ruling the nineties and they really weren't like they were there a lot some more. Awesome, but- yeah. There were some awesome chicks mm-hmm. that made some money and I'm so happy for them. Like we were nowhere near 50%. Right. Which, no. Like, it should just be about what's good music. It doesn't have to be, but you can see a problem when it's that big of a discrepancy, when it goes yeah. from 52% of the population and then eight to 10% actually getting played mm-hmm. or like right now, zero. Zero. Um, yeah. It's so upsetting. So, but that, that when you think about it from a money standpoint, like I am supporting a lot of people yeah. that I employ and that write for me and that produce with me and like all that kind of stuff. So when you look at the whole market, like it's like market share. It's like, how much do we as women have? And that space is going to, and that money is going to somebody else. That money exists right. and it's happening. It's going to somebody else. So my money is going to somebody else. And mm-hmm. if you don't own that and realize that, because a lot of times you justify it to yourself. I've heard this a couple of times. Like, I feel like from women, you go, well, you know what? It's not really about radio. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about those type of things. And it's like, man, of course, yeah, validate yourself with the real stuff. Yes, it's, mm-hmm. it isn't just about awards and all that kind of stuff. You need to have real stuff too. But guess what? It is about money. Right. And it is about having enough power to support yourself and to support people with you because I deserve money just like everybody else deserves money. Mm-hmm. And I deserve to talk about money just like everybody else deserves to talk about money. And that, I think there's so many of those layers of like, shame talking about each of these subjects that we're like we're just pulling them we've got a lot of work to do still there's still so much work to do yeah and you're right your message of transparency i think is like the most important thing ever because we are all everything becomes taboo and stuff because we layer it we Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about these things but yes be brave do it like Mm -hmm. talk yeah Yeah. because i mean who's getting hurt when you're getting silent and like disproportionately it's you know yeah minorities and women well cam i mean what what's next like what what do you see needs to really be happening like in 2019 if you were to set goals for like the industry yeah. for 2019 what would that I've be got, i have goals for the industry <laughs> i'm like so excited um because i feel like even though we're talking about all this stuff and it sounds dark we're living in like a time that is like transforming oh like, yeah stuff is bubbling up and like there's opportunity there for yeah. actual change. Even yeah. like my friend who's a rabbi, she talks, it's the same thing in the faith communities. Mm-hmm. Like the older generations like holding on, but people aren't really coming anymore. And like the new people are like, we have ideas. I think there's always this rub. Right. And what I'm excited for is I feel like obviously there's awareness for a long time. People 
when you brought this up, which some people still that are just normal kind of like everyday fans, I think they'll be like, oh, I don't notice a problem. Right. Like I can name like two girls. But I think in the industry, everybody is aware of it. Mm. I don't, at the next step I think is attitudes. Do you think that you can and should change it? I don't know that a lot of people feel like they can and should change things. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be like empowering that goes on and there's going to be a lot of brainstorming, which being in the Grammy diversity inclusion task force, that stuff I think has helped me operationalize Oh yeah, how to make change and how to understand like it's a lot of bureaucracy, you know, and it's a lot of like we've set up these systems for ourselves and they work great in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But we can look at those systems and make changes at different spaces to allow for women to get through. And because a lot of times it's, yeah, disproportionately shoving women and people of color and people who aren't able-bodied and people who, you know, like are queer, like mm-hmm. shoving them down. Yeah. And how do you remove those things? And a lot of times when you educate people, then they can, we can all start spotting it together. And there's, it's, I'm, I mean, granted, we're not where we need to be, but I was like really relieved that just the, the tiny adjustments that were made in that Grammy process, which this hasn't even been like a full-blown recommendations list from the task force yet. The few things that have gotten changed and addressed like resulted in better, not great, but better numbers for women this time around. And so it's like- Made a lot of headlines too. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is not impossible. This is not some like- that's another thing. When people say this is the way it's always been, this is the way it has to be. That's another like, bing, have your little sensors go off. Like, mm-hmm. that's not real. Like, we're all making up the world at the same time. Yep. And we all agree that it's real. And that's why it's real. But if you don't agree, we can change it. Oh, my God. We need to put that on a pillow or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you, you run into people sometimes and you say like, hey, like, let's change this. And they go, oh, we can't. Right. You say, who makes the rules? And like, well, we do. It's like, well, why can't you change it? Oh. Yep. And it's like, oh, yeah. Like, that's, I learned that lesson early on in college. Like, my, for some reason, my thing that when you register to graduate didn't go through online. And they, like, my Italian professor was like, Cameron, you're not going to graduate. I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, what am I going to do? So I called down. <laughs> and my psych professor mentor, who was like the head of the department, because I was two majors, he was like, this is bullshit. Like, let me just call down there. Sure enough, the office goes, nope, you missed the deadline. He goes, you're going to cost her an entire another semester because your computer made an error. I know it takes one button. Why don't you just hit that button? They go, no, sir, we can't do this. We can't make exceptions for people. But he's like, I'm going to sit on this phone until you hand me off to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. He like honestly kind of threatened that we'd show up with the entire psychology department on the lawn. (laughs) He was like, there's nothing like there's no reason for you to be doing this. It'll take two seconds. And finally, he like got high enough up and the person at the top said, "Okay, you don't have to be so intense about it. And then she goes, "Okay, done. That's all it took. That's all it took. And that stuck with me. That's someone who's willing to put something on the line to say like, no, I don't believe that. And that's how small it takes of a change. And that's I know that's huge. That, yeah. But that's huge. And so it like, scares people because yeah. they don't want change to just happen all willy nilly or whatever. Right. But it's like, man, think about what's right. Damn, <laughs> just girl. like stick to your guns and like do it for the good of everybody too. like none of this. Like, well, I want it to happen. So I get my song on the radio. Like, right. We don't need any of that kind Mm-mm. of crap. man. Okay. So I, we're going to have to wrap up here. I know. Sorry. I talked. 
No, that was amazing. Everything that I always dreamed of and uh, wanted. So thank there's you. There's so much to talk about. I, and I really I, appreciate you doing this. Like next year, I'm really excited. Like I know you've been talking about it too. Just like having some men on. Yep. I want label people on. People. Yeah, yeah. Have label people. Get yeah. some program directors. Do the whole like women. I know you had Heather too, but like songwriters mm-hmm. are amazing and publishers. Like we're all in it together. And yeah. like people are listening and they care. And it's like a joint effort, you know, yeah. like in Hollywood, they did it in behind closed doors, mm-hmm. how to brainstorm these ideas. And I feel like kind of there's like an out loud conversation happening through you. So thank you. And I hope that you'll come back too, because I yeah. feel like we can definitely have a part two. I'll be here to two. like hold some coals, some feet to the coals. Hell yeah. Some of these people coming in need to answer for some shit. Hell <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I can't let you leave because I know fans will literally, literally just like come at me if I don't ask you about new music. So I know oh. you're working on some stuff right yeah. now. What do you want to tell the people? Well, okay. What first can off, you tell the people? Off, I didn't come here just to promote my own shit. So no, I just want to. She say didn't that even know I was going to ask record. about it. Yeah. But like, I know you guys will be mad at me if I don't. Yeah. Yes. No, actually, I have pretty much like a full album. Plus, I just went in and like did a couple extra songs because I had some stuff to say. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you did. And, yeah, and I'm so thrilled. You never know when you go in if you're going to come out with something that's good or not. Yeah. Which is terrifying, right? And. I came away with like a bunch of stuff that I really, really love and it makes just the whole thing better. So yeah, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. I obviously take my time on stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) And we're glad you do because brilliance comes out. I'm just going to say it. It really does. Okay. So now I know like we're about to switch over here. The podcast is going to be over, but there is plenty more cam content to come because you are going to be performing, right? Yes. Last performance of the series. And can you tell me what you're performing? Yeah, actually, we, I just, <laughs> I just texted it to Simon. I was like, Simon, I really want to do Lori McKenna Halfway Home. <gasps> oh, beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful songs. And I felt like as soon as it came on, I felt like almost embarrassed to be so seen. You know, like <laughs> it just was like, oh, that's me. Cause I, I felt like I, you know, not to talk even more on your podcast. No, 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 go. But go. I just, I remember growing up in Sex in the City kind of time. And like, that was that time where to be like a free woman, you had to basically be a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and not, I mean, I appreciate all the gay male writers and stuff, but like, it wasn't a full picture, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like this song kind of touches on that and touches on what it means to be a woman and like, you know, like our relationship with sex and stuff, which is like a huge important thing to understand. Oh, yeah. It just, I don't know. At the end of the course, she like says this really, there's real love out there down the road. But for now, you're only halfway home. It's just so, she's like the sage poet of our generation. Oh, like, that was beautiful. Yeah. Just, everything i want to be her we're so happy that she exists in this in this world and climate right now that's for sure okay so go over to nashcountrydaily.com check out the performances and also you're gonna help me put together this week's women want to hear women playlist right okay so we'll we'll get that going too but i think that we are done right here season one in the books thank you thank you and thank (laughs) you so much for being this last special guest because again i'm just so inspired by you and so happy to have you in my life and to call your yeah, friend. I just right back at you. adore you. Thank you so much. 
And that's a wrap on season one of Women Want to Hear Women. Oh, I want to thank each and every one of you that has supported this podcast and this message and those that are leaders in making sure we have more equality and representation on the radio and everywhere. Obviously, we got a long way to go, but we are not giving up because women deserve to be heard. Am I right? Now, thank you to the Women Want to Hear Women team for the last time this season. Ah, Jim Casey, Brian Webb, and Ryan Kirshner. Seriously, you guys, I could not have done this without you, and I'm forever grateful to all three of you guys as friends and just as talented badasses. I also want to thank everyone at the Westwood One Podcast Network for putting this on, especially Suzanne Grimes, Robert Mathers, Agnes Buds, Mackenzie Voss, Suzanne Schultz, Brian Schweitzer, and Kelly Hurley. Also, a big shout-out to a couple of our biggest programming supporters, Mike McVeigh and John Shombie. Thank you to all the artists that have taken the time to stop by and speak their truths. We have 25 episodes. Definitely go check them all out. But most of all, again, thank you for listening and making season one so awesome. I love you guys. I cannot wait to kick off season two with some exciting new directions. I will keep you updated on socials. You can find me at Elena D. Smith everywhere. That's it for me, guys. Oh, oh, one more thing. Go check out those performances. Cam does um, also, I know she told you about the cover song, but she also does Diane, which was very emotional. So go check that out, too. And I am out of here. Go. Bye. Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening.